Before we get started, we have a disclaimer to share. We are not mental health professionals. We are two individuals who are passionate about mental health and topics related to mental health. Research has been done on these topics and we are sharing our own personal experiences. All conversations and information exchange are intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. Any information shared should not be used as medical advice or to self-diagnose. If you believe you are experiencing an emergency, please talk to your primary care physician or call 911. Hi everyone, welcome to a new episode of Mind If We Chat. I'm your host, Sarah. Tommy was unable to join us this week, so I decided to bring on a very special guest. My special guest is my husband, Rogelio. Hi everybody. <laughs> Hello, Rogelio. How are you today? I'm all right. Mm-hmm. How about yourself? How are you doing? I'm doing good, doing good. I'm glad I'm sitting next to you. Ooh, all that sexiness. <laughs> Yes, I bring the heat. <laughs> Caliente. So I thought that it would be really nice to sit here and have kind of an open conversation with my husband and talk about mental health and marriage. Um, so today we'll be kind of delving in just a little bit more of like our personal perspective Um and how we perceive mental health in our marriage. So let's get started. We're hello. Can you tell us? <coughs> oh, you okay there? Uh, excuse me. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, I grew up in uh, Chicago, South Side, uh, around 87th Street, by the old Clark Gas Station. Um, I have some college. I'm an Army veteran. How uh, long were you in for? For years. <laughs> Not four years, but like it seemed like forever. Okay, what did you do there? Um, I had a fancy title. It's it was an automatic logistics specialist, ninety two Alpha. It sounds like a great job, but it's really AutoZone: picking parts, pulling parts, ordering parts, shipping parts, and doing a lot of inventory. Okay, okay. So, what do you currently do? Um, I do security in a high school. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it for over five, over seven years already. And now I got a new position in a different high school, which mm-hmm. is way better. You're now working for a school district, correct? Yep. I'm working for a school district way out where? <laughs> far, far away. <laughs> far away. Yeah. So congratulations on that. I'm really happy for you. Um, you. Yeah. So... I don't, I don't want to get rushed to get into things, but um, I do want to ask you a few questions, um, and let's just talk. We should do this. <laughs> so, how long have we been married for? There's a pop quiz. <laughs> 13 years. Psych, 12. <laughs> you have failed. Um, it, it actually is 12. Yes, you're right. Uh, on Halloween. So, we're still not there yet. We got, what, like... Two more weeks. But uh, we have been together 15 years, right? Right. We have one child together. That is also correct. Yes, we have a house, three dogs. Correct, correct. Anything else? Uh, we have a couch and bed. <laughs> oh, we have a practice son who lives with us. 
Oh, he's been living with us for years. I forget about him. <laughs> he's a troll in the basement. He's like Moses, lack of the house. <laughs> Moses, lack of the house. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. And we, we love him very much. <laughs> like everybody loves Mo. <laughs> so, um, we... Can you touch up on our support system? What's our support system look like? As of? As parents. As parents, so- mm-hmm system yeah our support system for you and i like and our son what does our support system look like just you and me it's just you and me and, and most is lack in the basement <laughs> it's us against the world baby <laughs> as they say in a thug life world so that that's a little bit of a stressor right is being it can be yeah being parents with very little support system because you do have a lot of siblings yeah but they're old farts <laughs> yeah and um we both uh i'm trying to figure out the right words to say i guess i don't want to say we're parentless but we're par- i'm an orphan <laughs> we are uh parentless can you give us a little bit of your um family's background well, I just grew up with my mom and my uh, four brothers. Uh, two of them are like way older than me, and then I got the other two, which is uh, two and three years apart. Okay. Well, we all kind of know. I have a mom I'm estranged from. I have a sister I don't really speak to, and I have you know my dad who's deceased. So yeah, definitely that's a stressor. So. Um, how do you feel like that, just that stressor alone and being a new parent and, you know, waiting to have a child? How do you feel like that has kind of affected your mental health? Well, um, since it's just us two, we have to do what we got to do for our child, for our son. And whatever I have going on, I just put on the back burner just to be here with our family mm-hmm. so i just put my projects on the back burner which most of them are had to do with the house i just gotta wait to do them when i get a chance and and it's not only that not just putting projects to the back burner but putting work it's like if our child care it which he's he's in daycare if our child care is not happening that day what normally happens we got to figure out what to do like i probably take a day off for that day or you probably take a day off for that day try alternate which we we're fortunate enough now right because now with this new job you have it gives you days right and it gives you paid days off versus your old job there was one time you had to take like almost a week off and that was a week without pay so that's another stressor right right (laughs) so and then on top of that it's like that that easily could put you behind in the bills then you have covid right that's another stressor how do you feel like covid and being a parent Sergio was nine months when you know we had that stay-at-home order but we were fortunate enough that you were able to have some sort of income, even though you weren't working. Um, how would you say even just that stressor like affected you? So now, as we're talking about stressors, now you have 
you have COVID, you have lack of child care because of a small support system, right? We have like no parents and how are all these things like affecting you mentally? I'm building up to this. This is why I'm asking all these things. There's a, there's a build up here. How do these things kind of affect you? Well, the staying home part, you know, if anybody knows me, they know I like <laughs> to stay home. So that didn't really bother me. I was just here bonding with, with our son. And when he naps, I'll take time out to pick up around the house. And when I'm done doing that, I'll sit down and watch a TV show. Mm-hmm. So not all bad. But when I'm talking about stressors, I'm talking about like the days where you just kind of felt beat down, right? Because not, I mean, as much as you want every day to be, not every day is good. So for you what kind of like feelings or emotions were stirred up and just like looking at the bigger picture right like looking at i have to miss a whole week of work because my son can't go to daycare i think when they started getting stressed out is when we had to go back to work when they had opened up the schools Mm -hmm. so that was a big problem for both of us mm-hmm. because I was you were working from home so you're just constantly working while I was while I was um, here taking care of Sergio while you were working and so once we got I got the call back to go back to work the biggest thing was child care daycare mm-hmm. a lot of daycares were closed a lot of daycares were full and there are we had to put them on a waiting list so that was a difficult part for us but luckily the job i had at the time my supervisor was understandable mm-hmm. and he let me take the days off that i needed he didn't like it but he let me do it and that's like the parts that like really stressed out was going back to work mm-hmm. without the support system or child care so in that and this is where i was building up to having that just that piece right there how in that that stressors right so those stressors affected your mental health in that way and for me those stressors i don't handle stress well it makes me anxious it makes me and then when i start getting anxious it's almost like a tear for me i get anxious about something i can't express how i feel i get frustrated and annoyed and then my communication seems to just like fall right so all of those stressors that you were having combined with the stressors that i was having and just like internal struggles i was having during the pandemic those things really did have an effect on our marriage correct 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 um we actually started doing um therapy together guest marriage counseling (laughs) Um, and we found that it was ineffective. Right. Agreed. Um, and the reason it was ineffective, and I don't know if you share the same feeling, but for me, the feeling around that was as it was ineffective because it was bringing up things. But I feel like the session was so short that we couldn't really process or talk about it was just like, okay, session's over. And it feels like we were t- being talked at 
versus being able to talk through the issues. Right, I agree with you on that part. Um, I'm not saying all marriage counseling is like that. But for us, we just found that it wasn't working, that it was creating more problems than it was doing any good. Right. Because being with somebody for a long time, so like I said, we've been together 15 years. Being with someone for such a long time can really, and then when you're young too, right? So when we first started dating, I was 18. Mm -hmm. You were? (laughs) I don't remember. You were 25. It's okay. I was 18. It doesn't matter um so right like and when we got married i was 21 um and you know i was doing research and research shows people who get married in their 20s and have mental health issues like the the earlier the marriage is and you know someone who deals with like mental health issues are more likely to divorce and um now that we're talking about statistics I would like to share some statistics with you guys about marriage and mental health. So, a multinational study of mental disorders, marriage and divorce, that was published in 2011, found that a sample of 18 mental disorders all increased the likelihood of divorce, ranging from a 20% increase to an 80% increase in the divorce rate. Um, That was the more more recent study that i could find um addictions and major depression and anxiety were the highest factors uh ptsd was also found to be significant so research also showed that there was a strong link between personality disorders and elevated divorce rates um narcissist personality disorder wasn't really affect um the research didn't say that it affect had an effect on the divorce rate, but there's evidence that there's strong links to that. And um, so hearing that, Rilo, how does that make you feel? Hearing that t- 20% increase to an 80% increase in divorce rates among people who have mental disorders. Thinking about, you know, I suffer from anxiety, depression, you have some things going on that you're not um, open about talking and we want to be respectful. Um, but thinking about those things, does that make you a little nervous? No. Okay. Can you kind of explore that with me? No, because I always think everybody's different. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've been through this for quite a few years. Mm-hmm. And as I said before, um, that... We could always work through the stuff, through our problems. And when you get like an anxiety, um, what is it called? When I'm just having anxiety. When you're having anxiety. Yeah. I try to help you through it the best way I can. Because it's never the same. Mm-hmm. And when you're going through your depression, I try to let you do what you, get, what you feel like doing. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to be alone for a little while. Or if you just want to take time for yourself, I let you do it. <clears throat> but I still also try to support you. Like, go see if you're okay. See if you need anything. Try to make you laugh. But most of the time, those things are like get you a little bit more upset. But it shows that I'm there. And I'm trying to be there for you through all this stuff. That support, right? Right. That support, I think, is probably one of the most important things that 
you can have and we know firsthand that support (laughs) when you don't have it is a very large stressor you know and I feel very fortunate in the fact that we do have each other right like when I'm feeling when I'm really feeling it or when I'm really going through something the first person like I want to call is you but sometimes I do I get am I I get like these thoughts like am I overwhelming him am I you know am I burdening him more but then it's almost like I have to change my mind to think like no like he loves you and he cares about you and he understands you know um one thing about about you or hello is that you have a very flat expression sometimes and it's almost hard to like see like is he is he okay is he uh is he mad is he sad is he is he thinking about something so sometimes when we're communicating that becomes a little challenging for me um because I'm almost trying to figure out am I am I too much right now you know, because you're oh, it's always the same expression. The way you're looking at me at this exact moment, if we had a video camera, <laughs> I would share this with you guys. It's it's the same look. And sometimes that look. De- and honestly, depending on my mood, right, that look can trigger something off in me like, OK, you want to argue? Let's argue. <laughs> or that look can sometimes make me sad, like I'm telling you something important. Now I feel judged and. I know most of the time it's just me projecting and you're just sitting here listening to me. <laughs> I'm just sitting here trying to process everything you're saying. Yeah. It, it's and try a- to come up with the best solution or answer. Or try to come up with the best way to help you with your problem. Mm-hmm. And being on this topic, what, what kind of support do you feel like it's important? Like, Maybe that you want to share with other people who may be going kind of through the same thing you are, who has a significant other, who has um, some mental health disorders or mental illness and struggles to support their partner. What would you tell them? Just try to support them the best way you can. If you do some research, do some research and find out what's the best solution and stuff. Sometimes it may not help you if you do the research. Or, you know, just be there, basically. Right, right. So when we look at depression, the more I read the research, when it looked at depression in the study, it seemed that it affected the divorce rate by virtue of lack of engagement in the relationship, as well as not being able to fulfill family or work expectations. So then again, you think stressor, right? Like when you're unable to fulfill these things, that can become a financial stressor. But that depression component can make somebody else feel lonely, right? So it's like you want, in a relationship, you want that fulfillment. You want to engage with your partner. You want to be with them and not just physically with them, right? You want to be talking with them and engaging in conversation, laughing, enjoying each other's company. So I know when I'm depressed, it looks a little different, right? I want to isolate. So how do you cope with that? How do you say, okay, she wants to be alone in in the times that you really want to share space with me? 
I just let you go be alone. Mm-hmm. And even if I want to spend time with you, I'll let you do what you're going to do. And then I'll just go check in on you every now and then. Because I know we got other time to spend together. Mm-hmm. So, and then, like I said, as I read the research, men sometimes show depression through anger. And many women have said how difficult it is to live with the constant irritability, hostility, and angry outbursts. The spouse of a depressed person may take an additional responsibility in the family and finances, which leads to resentment and burnout. Because of a depressed spouse, some partners have to take on family responsibilities in addition to already demanding jobs while feeling powerless to make changes. So when I read that, I kind of think about how during COVID, how I was at home where like you, you had to physically be in your building where I didn't have to physically be there at mine and how stressful it was to stay home with a toddler, try to do virtual work, like virtual visits with my family's paperwork and make sure he was okay because obviously he's the priority, right? But what happens when you don't meet those deadlines at work or when you're not do when you're and I'm going to say it this way, because this is how when you're half assing it, you know, what do you what do you do? That's when I feel like the depression for me started kicking in because I was so frustrated, like I want to be the best mom I can be. And I'm not able to do that right now. You know, my family needs income and I want to support that. But it was like, and and I can resonate with that. Like, I know that during the pandemic, I was a little bit more snippy. I had more outburst. And I think in that way, you were really supportive to say, like, if you want to go take a walk, I'll, I'll keep an eye on him and go take a walk if that's going to make you feel better. So I think having that support within a spouse is important. But how do you avoid getting burned out from it? Like you personally, what's something you could share? How do you avoid not taking all my stuff? Try to like play dodgeball. Move out the way real fast. Um, I don't know. I guess I deal with it by, I don't know, to be honest with you. Okay. Do you feel that? in some ways you deal with that by kind of turning off the world so when I say that I know in being in relation with you for a long time um when you're really stressed out or when you're really trying to cope but not talk about it you watch a lot of tv (laughs) you watch a lot of which is fine I mean that's your way of coping but do you feel like that's your kind of escape from that's I watch a lot of TV when uh, I do it anyways, but like to get away from everything. Like, all right, all this BS at work or this BS I'm hearing on news. I'm tired of listening to it or seeing it. Uh, you know what? Let me just turn it off and turn it on TV. So let me go watch some SVU. Let me go watch some Titans. You know, or watch a romantic movie like Kristen and Isola. Or 
if that don't, or if I'm tired of watching TV, I just turn on my PlayStation and play some games, go shoot some people, play some football. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. In the video games, let's clarify. <laughs> oh, yeah. In the video games, sorry, I'm from South Chicago. <laughs> um, so as we continue kind of talking about like mental health illness and um, a spouse, anxiety is a mental health condition that can severely affect a relationship. So someone who has chronic anxiety tends to seek a high amount of emotional support from a spouse. And I, I don't want to speak for you, but I'm going to speak for you. I feel like that reigns true in our house. I feel like my anxiety can really, especially in the beginning, right? Because I didn't know what, what was going on with me. Like I kind of had an idea, but I didn't know. I just thought I'm a worry wart. I'm a nervous person. Like, you know, I just would rather sit here and not talk so I don't have to make everybody else nervous. Like, literally, nervous energy aura around me. And I feel like that really, the first, like, year of our relationship, my anxiety made it hard. Because I don't think you knew what, knew what that was, right? No, I didn't know what it was. Like, there would be times where it's like, okay, hey, come over. Let's hang out. I'd come over to your house, hang out with you. I'm going to go out for a while with my friends. Like, wait, you can't leave me here by myself. Like, don't leave me here by myself. And those would cause, like, a lot of... And it wasn't because I didn't want you to go out. It was because I was thinking about how scared I was to be by myself. Like, I don't want to be in your house by myself. I don't know if somebody's going to break in. Like, I don't know. And those things would often cause, like, arguments, right? Mm -hmm. And I think it took a lot of learning on my part how to be, like, content in being by myself. Because now it's like, all right, I'll see you later. Like, go do you, homie. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> this Deucer. interview is over. I'm about to go head out to the bars. <laughs> Come on, people. Who's buying? <laughs> no, but I feel like, you know, it's way different now because I understand. I'm older. I know how to cope more. I So it's not it's not a, as heavy as it used to be. And I feel like you understand more too, right? Mm -hmm. Um. So I'm, I'm just trying to gather what I want to say next. <laughs> Some anxious uh, people as well experience in their personal stress levels that it's it's harder to hold relationship, right? Because, and again, I want to, I'm trying to formulate my thought to be as clear as possible. So, because as I read that before um, in the article... I, I resonated with it, right? When it said, like, your stress level's high from anxiety, and then you almost are like a tipping cup, and you pour it on your partner. And that <laughs> that brings me more anxiety and worry, because I often think, am I ruining my marriage by worrying? Am I... in Before, you know, I used to just think, like, he'll have to deal with this, but it's like, that's not fair. That's not fair, right? So then I sought out therapy to kind of work on 
my issues because I felt like it wasn't fair to dump that all on you. Right. Right. So I I feel like at the place we are at now, you do a really good job in, in supporting me. And like I said, you do a really good job in letting me have that time. Um, so on your end, I know you're not so open to sharing things. Um, but for you, do you feel that my anxiety gets in the way of me supporting you when you're in need of that kind of like emotional support? No, I don't feel that way. So would you say like you feel supported? Yeah, you're there when I need you. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's that makes me happy to hear because there are often times where I have a lot of self-doubt and feel like my anxiety is a burden or you know, a stressor to our marriage. And um that was one of the reasons why I definitely wanted to seek um therapy for both of us was to kind of work that out right like and and through therapy we learn like it's communication it's always been communication I think that's a <laughs> big thing with everybody's communication yeah one person why well, everybody communicates differently mm-hmm. and i think it takes time right like so getting to know the other person's like communication style and trying to work around that and like that's with any relationship though friendship partnership like that's that's with a lot of relationships it's communication is like a big thing right right when you think you figure it out it changes <laughs> right and then add, after 15 years <laughs> and then add parenthood into the mix so it was just us for the longest what 10 no nine years of marriage here we sat like and then i found out i was pregnant shortly after our anniversary and i was like so excited but now and and i'm still excited let me not say you know let me not make it seem like i'm not excited i'm very excited for my son but it just feels a lot different and it feels like the weight of the world is on your shoulders trying to be a good spouse trying to be a good parent, trying to be a good employee, you know. Um, for you, how do you take some of that pressure off of yourself? Trying to be a good employee? I'm not a good employee. <laughs> no. I need it right now. Like, I'm the laziest person you see. <laughs> We're going to make sure uh, his employers don't listen to this. <laughs> but I'm I just s- put on the sofa with the cameras. <laughs> Watch if you dare. <laughs> How do you feel like, you know, how, I look at, I can't even remember what I was in life thought or what I said. Um, how do you feel for you just like to give your, how do you give yourself permission to say like, hey, it's okay to mess up? It's okay to mess up after seven o'clock. Once that boy's asleep. Trying to mess up. So you, how do you feel as a spouse? Because there was another article that was really interesting that I was reading that had to do with like relationships. And um, they surveyed like 2,140 people. And in the survey, they talked about things like um, 
mental mental behaviors i believe they they called it uh and they said in there that 554 men out of the survey reported feeling like they were not worthy of the woman that they were with so that really can affect a relationship right i mean not only a relationship but a person's self-worth it could affect mentally like you know that that's anxiety to me like if you're feeling like you're not worth someone how from your perspective like how would if a friend came to you and said hey i don't feel like i'm worth this woman like how would you support that friend mm-hmm. i'll ask them like what makes you feel that way or do like a pro and con thing Literally, you know, you probably guys have more in common than you know. Because mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes that's what we need, right? We just need not so much someone to give us advice, but to hear us and and kind of let us figure it out, right? So a lot of the times when I have conversations like that, especially in relationship, I have learned the hard way. When you're talking about somebody else's relationship, advice giving... You can do all you want. At the end of the day, it's what the person's going to do. So I have like really, really learned to pick and choose what I say when it comes to talking about someone else's relationship. Because there's two sides to every story, right? You right. don't you don't know someone else's truth. Um, so I try to be just there as support. Um, especially like I have some friends who are married who have some mental health disorders and um, I know one it really affected her marriage she ended up getting divorced and it was because she had bipolar disorder her bipolar disorder led her to engage in a lot of risky behaviors and um, eventually her husband found out and I mean the marriage just couldn't survive that um have you had any experiences like friends come to you for things i thought you asked if i have any uh, experience with some risky behaviors <laughs> i had the most risky thing i did was uh try to cook a quesadilla on the on the open burner <laughs> burn my fingers with the cheese hey what i'll do it again <laughs> see i mean if you if you've been engaged like i just <laughs> let's not go down that rabbit hole please <laughs> No, but for, um, see, you, I'm talking to you, you made me laugh, and then I forget what I was saying. You're talking about risky behaviors, <laughs> like putting tortillas inside a microwave. <laughs> and that's not risky behavior, that's just foul, but that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> yes, yeah, let's get on that topic about no. people who do that. No, we are not. We are talking about mental health and marriage. <laughs> you know who you are, who, people who do that. <laughs> that that disturbs my mental health. <laughs> um, No, but... You know, and just thinking like, as I want to go back to what I was saying and thinking about, you know, when the person was telling me about their situation, like I'm getting divorced, like it just wasn't working out. There was something inside of me that wanted to be like, you don't see what you did wrong. Like you don't. But then I like I had to remind myself this person has bipolar disorder. And I mean, that's that's a disorder, right? You know, um you not not saying that what the person did was okay but 
I just met that person with as little judgment as I could. And I listened, you know, and at the end of that conversation, it's like, yeah, I could see where I really messed up. I could have went about this a different way, you know, and um, the ex-husband, I mean, it was just a lot for him. And they were together seven years, I want to say, married seven years. Um, And I really feel for him because he really did try, but I don't think he had the necessary support right i don't think that he had someone to say like hey i see you're always helping her how are you you know so do you think that's important is like to be able someone who's has a significant other with a mental health disorder or a mental illness do you think that they definitely need to find support yeah, support both of them, mm-hmm. uh, especially with the husband who who was always working and think he was doing his uh, best he can for his family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes, like you said, people just need to be asked, like, honestly, like, hey, how are you doing? Be honest with me, like, like as a friend, but not like a, a co-worker, because if you're at work and you're like, hey, how's it going? Everybody's fine at work. But if you want to hear the truth. Deep down inside, they'd be like, I'm so fucking tired of this bullshit. <laughs> okay, whoa, censor, censor. <laughs> There's a thing before this, isn't there? <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, you're totally right. But even with having a friend, like you being a male, and I really would like your perspective on this. You being a male, if you're with your guy friends and your friend says to you, hey, how are you really doing? Are you really going to give an honest answer to that? No, because all my friends I hang out with, they're assholes. So we'll just make fun <laughs> of each other after we express how we feel. But we'll be all drunk and talking shit about each other. But yeah, that's what we do. Okay. Okay. And I really think, but what you said is important. I think that, you know, having, even if it's one person to say like, hey, you know, I'm struggling right now. I need some help, right? Or even just having that little conversation like with a friend that you see is down like, hey, is everything okay? Like just doing that little check-in, I feel like is important. Um, Because I, I could totally agree with you. Spouses who, you know, are in relation with um, someone who has a disorder, it, it's it's hard. And that's why sometimes when I feel like I've kind of got it together so to speak i come to you like hey how are you how are you feeling what's going on because i want to show you i'm there for you as well because a lot of times i fall you're right there to scoop me right back up so um i think that's what makes this work right is that we can be there for each other right Mm -hmm. and you know i just hope that if there's any couple married not married um that's listens to this and takes something away from this that you know sometimes you just need someone to hear you and support you and if it becomes a lot for the person on the receiving end is that you get some support as well you know a lot of these things are heavy and don't sit with it um get it out right if you don't want to talk to anybody write it out write how you feel 
You know, if your spouse confides things in you and you don't want to tell somebody else, just write it out. You know, um, I think that's really expressible. Is that something you've tried doing? Do you? Do I write stuff up? Not necessarily, because I know you don't like sitting there and writing. Or do you try to, like, uh, talk to yourself about it? And not, like, actually sit here and have a conversation with yourself. But do you, like, think about it and try to, like, process? When I was younger, I used to write stuff up. Mm-hmm. But that didn't help. Then after a while, I just started talking to myself. But then I looked crazy because I'll talk out loud. Mm-hmm. But then after a while, I just, like... I used to like drawing, so I just started drawing. But then that caused for me getting um, where I can't go to sleep. I stay up all night. What's it called? Insomnia. Insomnia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I'm not. I try a lot of things, but like now um, I'm feeling that way. Um, I get these Legos that I get like at Walmart, like, and I just start doing the Lego thing, like building. That help that that's a stretch in itself, but it's a different kind of stress. <laughs> like, I right, I know I can do this. I'm afraid to do it, but I know I can do it, and I just start doing it. Once I get into it, I get into it. It may take like an hour just for one little small piece of it, but it's an hour of me doing studying my mind down and figuring out how to do this a little Lego project. Mm-hmm. Or like I said before, I just go play a game. But like I said, that's could even be stressful, but it's a different kind of stress. Like, it's the stress that you know you're going to get from playing a game. Yeah, I I think what you said is really good, right? Because, like, you're overly doing it. Like, with a video game, I have experienced that. Like, you're playing something and you're doing it over and then you just start frustrating yourself because you can't get past that one part. Or, like, with the Legos, I could, I could totally get where you say that, too. Like, it's a different kind of stress. I do the little, um, what are those? The diamond painting. (laughs) And I remember last time I dropped my little cup of uh, diamonds all over the sticky part. And that literally was a different kind of stress. (laughs) It wasn't a bad stress, but it was like, all right, this this is really going to test my patience here. (laughs) I persevered, though. I got it all off. But um, in all seriousness, though, I think that just finding what works, you know, in your relationship with someone else is just finding what works um, best and how to handle things. And like I said, finding that support. So is there anything else that you would like to say? Is there anything else I'd like to say besides feed me, see more, feed me? <laughs> No, there's nothing else. Oh, well, yeah, just be there for your other half. Be about the other half. Some For some people, it's the best part of you. Like this one sitting next to me. <laughs> now she's going to start crying. That's why I don't compliment her as much. I get too emotional. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, and I agree. And I feel like, you know, if your partner's there to support you, um, when you can reciprocate that, definitely reciprocate that. And your relationship will go a long way. Try, try to figure out how to communicate. I mean, like, like you said earlier, right? Like you just find what works. You got to find what works. Right. And, um, yeah, I mean, 
marriage can't, I mean, you know, marriages can work if one or the other or both have a mental illness. It can work. You just have to find how to make it work. So, yeah, on that note, I'm taking this snack sitting next to me <laughs> and I'm going to bed. Baby making oh no 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 i meant like going to sleep (laughs) (laughs) all right guys well thanks for listening and tune in next time for another new episode and thanks for listening (laughs) all right people bye guys we are not mental health professionals we are two individuals who are passionate about mental health and topics related to mental health Research has been done on these topics and we are sharing our own personal experiences. All conversations and information exchanged are intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. Any information shared should not be used as medical advice or to self-diagnose. If you believe you are experiencing an emergency, please talk to your primary care physician or call 911.